thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Great to be back with you, guy. Mm-hmm. Back in the building. It is great to be back with you, who is Mr. Brad. I am. You are Andrew, guy? Yes, I am. Yes, yes, guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, welcome, everybody. We're back. Uh, a little late this week, but mm-hmm. it's a good reason for it. We got a lot. We had, a, we had to cram a lot, so we had to wait a couple of days. Yes. Yes, yes, Or yes. life got away. Yes. Or life finds a way. It's tough to yeah. say. Deal with it. But anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm anxious to be back. Look mm-hmm. forward to be back. Got a lot of good beers and movies to talk about. Yes. So why don't we get right into it? All right. Uh, I am excited for what you're having. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna let you go first because I'm gonna wax. I'm gonna talk. Okay. Big about Trogues this week. So. Uh, why don't you go? Um, yeah, right. I got a big, not even a big night tonight, but a big day tomorrow. Dealing with trogues, so All right. let's do it. Fair enough. Uh, I am having a wood-aged bitches brew uh, by Dogfish Head. Ooh. Aptly named. Yes. Um, I believe it's named for the, I don't know how, what kind of, 
collaboration they did. This is a this is a recipe that they've done before. Um, the uh, bitches brew. Um, I think it was in collaboration with some or in conjunction with some sort of anniversary for the Miles Davis album. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitches brew, but uh, I can tell you. I don't remember what the beer tasted like, so I can't really compare it to this new wood-aged version. But I can say I'm a little um, in between on this one. So um, when I first had it, I wasn't crazy about it. Um, and uh, So when you're saying wood, so, it has to be oak, right? Uh, Some kind of barrel, like oak arrow oak barrel aged yeah i feel like oak is typically the the one they use let me see if they actually yeah the thing with oak um and as a carpenter i'd know this Mm -hmm. um if you slice it thin enough you think of oak as like this hard you know hard wood Mm -hmm. but you slice it thin enough you can look and see it's like you can see the pores in it you can it's very porous so what it does it will it will that's why they use it in you know wine barrels or you know uh bourbon or whiskey or whatever they do and they'll and it soaks itself into it and then whenever they char the inside of it that also Mm. helps with the flavoring process with it so yeah that's i think like um like a wood like maple like you wouldn't do something like pine because oh maybe wood but you get a lot from hops and stuff like that, but yeah. um, like a maple, it's like a very dense or an ash or um, a bunch of, like a hickory. They're very dense. They're not very porous at all mm-hmm. when you cut through them. Um, but an oak will suck that in. It's uh, it's a weird wood. Hmm. Um, but anyways, sorry to do no, no, it's interesting. It's good to know. Um, I, so, as I was saying, I don't have anything to compare it to now with being uh, the uh, oak-aged, but it's really, um, you can see, very dark. Yeah. But it has a really light body to it, and almost, like, a little bit of this, like, metallic taste to it, and Mm. uh, I don't get any honey. There's supposed to be honey in there. Um but actually, as it's warmed up, uh, it's starting to taste a little better. Really? Um, yeah, like a little That's... more. I get like a little more of a roasty flavor. And that kind of metallicness that I was getting at the beginning is kind of not not really there anymore. Going away a little bit. Yeah, but still, for for like the color, um, it's got a really light body and a really like. I don't know. Goes down easy. Um, not not syrupy at all, um, and uh, it is nine percent. So I gave it three two five. Um, taking into consideration that it's uh, gotten a little better as it's gotten closer to or like dropped, warmed up to room temperature. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, I keep sipping on it because I feel like there's something I want to say about it, but it's just. It's escaping me, but mm. it's okay. I mean, um, Dogfish has head does great stuff, but you know they can't all be winners. 
Yeah. Yeah. I give it a three two five on Untapped. Okay. So it's still it's <clears throat> it's good. Um, well, the name the name sounds better than what uh, I guess the taste yeah. is. You know what I mean? It sounds that sounds very very good, but mm-hmm. uh, I guess the. Mm-hmm. I guess the more you drink it, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, the more the more you have that nine percent beer, the yeah, the better it is. Very good. No, it is. It does warm up pretty, pretty okay. So, but um, I mean, for starters, I see your rating. I love the artwork. Let's oh, let's yeah. hear it's about this. Uh, so yeah, I told you we were, I was, had a lot to talk about beer mm-hmm. this week. Um. So, and all this came about today. All right. Um, my wife, uh, so tomorrow, my wife and I are going to run a race sponsored by Trogues. All right. And it is the Hop Dash. If you see my I do. shirt. Ooh, 5,000. It's a 5K. And they're, um, so it's not really a race to run or mm-hmm. to win. But it's since it's October, it's you know they're saying you know we should do a theme or you know you can run in costume if you want to and stuff. So yes, we are. Mm, all right. And um, I've got a Homer mask okay. and a pillow, <laughs> and I have I've gone as Homer before for th- or for Halloween. Um, uh, but my wife found a beer bottle outfit, all right. so I'm going to be chasing her as Homer. Nice. She's going to be a beer, beer bottle for Trogues' uh, run. But when she went to uh, pick up our packet, so like any race you do, you have to go pick up your packet. Usually it's race day, but sometimes you can pick it up the day before. She decided to go up and get the race packets today for the race. And uh, they were like, hey, we have this golden thing, mm-hmm. which is a dry hop double IPA. <laughs> I was like, I have not heard about this. So on my way home from work, stopped by the beer distributor, got a case of the Golden Thing, nice, uh, which is a double hopped, uh, or it's a dry hop double IPA. And uh, so basically, they did a beer based on this one hop that they really, 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 really liked. Ooh. And um, <clears throat> uh, lemon. Um, oh, lemon drop hop. Yeah. Lemon drop. And there's like, hey, we're going to do this. And this beer is weird because it's not <laughs> like this isn't going to be my favorite beer of all time at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it um, It's a very – it's a lemony. It's a – and when they say dry hop, I don't know if this is kind of playing into the, the words uh, – playing into my subconscious. And, like, uh, it does dry your mouth out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. But the weird thing, it's a double IPA. It tastes like a, a very, very good Pilsner. Like a very good Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's, it is a, a touch lemony, but I, I don't know. It, it's, it's a really good beer. Really good beer. I don't think it's ever going to be my favorite beer of theirs. But it they hide... The eight point two percent, so well. <laughs> like, uh, I'm not sure that I'll be coherent by the time this episode's over because it is. It tastes like yeah, a very good light. Not nice and that's, easy. That's not right to say. It's not like it doesn't taste like a light beer. It tastes like a 
like a good pills, like a very, very good pills. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I don't like pills that much, but same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really good. Um, and what's cool is that we're going to go run this race tomorrow and we have, um, I have this new beer to talk about. They gave me a, a sweet, um, it's like an aluminum cup uh, that I'm drinking out of. Fancy. And it's, it, it, you know, you don't get any of the taste of the plastic or glass or, you know, it's, it, I don't know. Tastes pretty good. Nice. Oh. Um, but yeah, um, you know, uh, I think I've made my uh, love of trogues pretty apparent on this this here program. But uh, yeah, stumbling uh, down. Maybe I'm imp- I'm I'm a little partial to trogues in this this beer, but uh, I really like it. Awesome. Uh, the problem with the case is like I can get a case of perpetual mm. uh, pounders. <laughs> for i think 49 dollars is you know and that's that's a pretty good deal i bought a case of the golden thing for like 72 dollars which is yeah yeah it's a little pricey yeah i mean you're enjoying it though so yeah i am i am and i'm gonna make it last too because awesome. I'm not gonna, this isn't one i'm gonna be like well you know uh, it goes down I've easy. A, it goes down pretty smooth. Um, but I, you know, this is one of those ones I'm going to share with some people. I'm going to share with Ryan. Nice. Uh, some people, you know, in my life that like beer. Uh, good thing my wife and son don't like beer yet. So um, I'm good with that. <laughs> That's, yeah. So two less people to share with. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I yeah I only know the lemon drop because that is one of the hops in Gleason. Other than yeah. that, I would, yeah, I remember I, you talk about. I'd probably yeah. be like, no way. But there's just so no. Many it's hop it's tangy. Now. But also, I, and I don't know if I'm just a little bit a little bit dehydrated, but you know what I mean. Like you get that dry mouth after. Yeah, I mean, especially like after like a dry wine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like you're wanting more. And maybe that's one of these, the things for this beer that you're, you keep sipping on it, and then you pod weird things afterwards. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Heck yes. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. That's right. So yeah, um, uh, yeah, tomorrow's gonna be fun because we're uh, going to Trogues, having uh, it's sponsored by Trogues. Oh, oh damn it! I want to. Um, let me send you. So this is a one, two, three, four. Let me look at the – it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, six-year commitment, a six-year race commit, commitment. Mm-hmm. And each year they give you a medal. So we missed last year. I'm really pissed. But we're going to be signed up for the rest of the years because each medal – like you always get a finisher's medal at the end of every race, mm-hmm. right? But each medal – makes up a part of a hop in like all the hops they use clever individually and i'm going to send you this and i'm going to tweet it out to on our on our link um or on our uh our our twitter Twitter page whatever Mm -hmm. um but each so these are like for the next couple years if you zoom in on the the picture i just sent you Mm -hmm. 
Uh, last year was the um, uh, Smoke or whatever you call that. This oh Simcoe, Simcoe, yeah. And then the Nugget is this year, nice. and then next year will be the Citra. The year after that will be the uh, Cascade, and uh, Chinook will be the year after that, and the Mosaic will be the year after that. And that, what it does, if you That's put awesome. all those metals together, it makes, it's like uh, Voltron or yeah. all that, or something like that, where it makes up a hop, which is kind of a cool thing. Like That's I, clever. I like that. Yeah. Makes you want to exercise yeah. drink. Yeah, I'm well, I'm willing to exercise. I'm willing to finish yeah. the course. That's right. That's awesome. So it's it's kind of cool. Yeah. So that's I'll, awesome. yeah, I'll tweet that out. I like it. I'm I, I'm glad people do stuff like that because that's really cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, well, that's I thought I had a lot more on beer, but that's about it. I got all. Yeah, plenty, plenty. Uh, all right. So. Brews covered. Yes. Let's get to some views. Yeah. Do, yeah. So, yeah. Let's leave hold the dark for the end, right? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Um, that's what we were. So I'm gonna go through like pushing. two, and then you can go through one, and I'll go through an extra one, and then hmm. then we'll wrap up at the end. That's all right with you? Absolutely. All right. So uh, first one I want to talk about was I rewatched Memento last night. Memento? Yes. Nice. Um, a movie we don't talk about very often. Mm-mm, no. But it is definitely worth talking about because it is so well done. It, like, uh, the uh, atmosphere, the way, I mean, um, what is it, 2000, year 2000, I think, or maybe 2002. Uh, damn Pretty it. Pretty early. Uh, yeah, it's streaming on Showtime right now. Um, 2000, yeah. Um, directed by Chris Nolan. And it, I I can't tell you how how glad it I was that it held up. Because I was, I was afraid because I had, like, I hold that movie, like, you know how you have, like, there's hierarchy, hierarchies of movies that you look back on and are like, Oh, yeah, that's definitely a great movie. You know, that's a good yeah. movie I look back on. And that's one of the ones I look back on and say, that's great. But I, I know I haven't watched it for probably 15 years, maybe 10 years. I don't know when the last time I watched it because it's, I mean, it's an investment. It's not a movie you just sit down and just be like, oh, yeah, oh, I remember this part. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a movie you, you need, need to, to start at the beginning and watch the end. It's not like Goodfellas where you could jump in anytime you want and finish it. Um but like the way it's interlaced, the storytelling element of it is impressive. And I know Chris Nolan's known has recently been known for more visual and less storytelling mm-hmm. lately, especially like with Dunkirk. You know, visually really good, but the storytelling I've heard a little bit lacking, even with like some of the Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. Visually stunning. Story, eh. character's great, but story is lacking. This is all story. Mm-hmm. And the visual aspect to it was really good. And um, I know, like, not everyone has Showtime. 
Um, but I'm sure pretty much everyone who's listening to the podcast has watched Memento. Probably, yeah. Uh, I would suggest, if you can, go back, watch it again, because it is worth the watch. Um, yeah, it's uh, the way it's told, you know, unique storytelling, all that stuff. Um, it's it's definitely worth the watch. But, um, okay, so um, we got an email from Fredo mm-hmm. this week. And he wanted us to watch two movies. And I know you've been working a ton. Uh, I've had a couple nights off here where I've been able to watch some movies. Um, He wanted us to watch two movies from last year, mainly, or no, a movie from last year, a movie from this year. Uh, The movie from last year is Thoroughbreds, and the movie from this year is Mandy. I was able to watch them, uh, both not streaming. uh, So... If well, uh, maybe I can tell you whether to watch them or not. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Thoroughbreds for the first one. All right. Uh, the movie that I was looking forward to watching the most because it's it, the trailer intrigued me. Um, uh, it was uh, sorry, I had it up and then I switched out of it. So uh, directed by uh, Corey Finley. Uh, who you may know from Bad Education, or and that's about it. Um, he's a young a youngster, uh, but it was it's starring uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who we nice. both know from the VVH <laughs> and uh, from Split, uh, and Anton Yelchin's last uh, performance. Oh, really? Which which is a shame. Yeah. Because uh, I had high expectations for this movie. I thought it was going to be one of those like psychological thrillers, like or maybe like a funny, clumsy, like it's it's a movie based. Um, so these two girls get together and they decide to kill the one girl's dad. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I thought maybe there was going to be some you know, you know, uh, wacky humor or maybe some psychological. Th- and it was just like so middle of the road. I like I had a lot of expectations for this. Was, it's one of those movies that I wanted to see in the theater uh, when I saw the trailer, and when I saw Anton Yelchin in it, I was like, oh hell yeah! Um, this is this movie was blah. Mm. And very, um, there were some okay moments in the middle of it, but like it was. If you, um, it was based on like, if you think a sociopath is cool, and there are two like sociopathic girls in this, and like, um, yeah, it just kind of fell flat for me. Um, I gave it a, I gave it a five. Uh, uh, Anya Taylor Joy did a good job. Anton Yelchin was fucking wasted in this movie mm. not wasted as in drunk but like kind of just a throwaway character uh yeah. he had two like pretty decent scenes but like they w- didn't need to be in the movie and thus were like like i meant they like they were good scenes but they didn't need to be they don't there amount to much yeah and he was just there because he was uh i think a big name and willing to it just like he he could have done done so much more with that role, 
or not him. It's not his fault. It was the writer's fault because he did what he was asked mm -hmm. to do. Like we, they could have got any like guy to do that role. Um, but uh, do you know who Olivia Cook is? No. Okay. I'm um, looking at the. Uh... She was. Uh, she was in Ready Player One. She was the. Um, um, the one of the main peeps, and she was. Uh, uh crap why isn't it coming up uh she was armidus mm. art three miss hmm. um which she was great i liked her in that uh but in this she was kind of blah uh, i don't know um yeah it was he didn't want to put his name on any of the what he thought about these movies to hear from us. Uh, for me, this one would be a uh, missed opportunity. So, yeah, Thoroughbreds, you can skip it. Uh, I don't think it's screaming, streaming anywhere. I will look up as you talk about your next one. I've been talking for a while. It sounds like a... Oh, I don't have much to say, um, but it sounds like a good premise. Uh, so. No, it like I was anxious for it. I was like, yeah. I really was. Um but yeah, it's not streaming anywhere. But it really fell flat. Uh, that's a shame because I like the uh, I like the tagline. Was it Heather's meets American Psycho? That seems promising. Um, you know what I had? It was. Oh, damn it! It was. Um, it was, yeah, it was something like that. It was. Well, I'm thinking. I, I was maybe, just I'm thinking of the other movie right now. Mean Girls. Mm, no, I'm thinking of the other movie I'm about to review. That mm, I had a okay. couple movies mashed up into one. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you if you have uh, Hulu, <laughs> I watched something um, that one of my coworkers like. It basically a trade off um, because they kept talking about how funny this thing was, and I was like, well, all right. But if you guys, because I knew they liked Green Room, I was like, if you like Green Room. Hold the Dark's coming out. I'm like, oh, okay. But you have to watch this. So I watched Terrence Howard's Fright Club, which is basically... Terrence Howard? Like, what is this? So it's a, it's basically... I don't know if Terrence Howard is supposed to be... I hear he's, like, a major piece of shit and super hard to work uh, yeah. with. Um, but... <laughs> there was some, like, fake fan... Con like, fake, like, super fan experience. Where whoever signed up gets to come and meet him down in New Orleans. <laughs> but really what they signed up for was to basically just get scared and harassed by him on camera <laughs> for 45 minutes. and Just like him being mean to them or, or just no, freaking no, him out? No, not harassed like that. But like just like. not Yeah, not sexually, but like. Yeah, no, he he wasn't really being mean to them, but he he like brought them down and like everything they did was like, oh, there's like voodoo, there was like a swamp creature. Taken to a John Goodman's colonoscopy. so you've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was so stupid. And normally I'm not um I I'm not like uh what is that show? Impractical Jokers. I just don't think it's funny. I think the guys who are doing the joking are the only people having fun during that. 
Like, um, but I have friends who swear by it. And this kind of had this kind of felt like that too. Like I was in on the joke, and I'm watching some people have like <laughs> a terrible time, but they're so excited to meet Terrence Howard. Right. <laughs> and was uh, that like cringeworthy? Like were you? No, it was. It it was just kind of. Um, no, it wasn't cringeworthy. It was it, it was just funny. Like these people were just like trying to like. There were a couple times where they just try and like make the best of it and power through and like okay, nothing nothing weird. Just excited to meet Terrence Howard and then yeah. <laughs> start like just losing. Their and minds. he's just putting them through all kinds of yeah. weird shit. Yeah, so it's like like everyone they meet is an actor. Um, like it, it's just it, the whole um, the whole like prank is just super streamlined and like airtight like they they're just um like they're not running into like random extras or, or random new orleanians like on the street like it, it's just everything so, like, everything meticulously set planned. up for it like yeah. against them yeah and it, it was pretty funny and uh if you have hulu it's like it's it's cheap laughs but i i enjoyed it uh terrence howard's fright club is was he good like was he yeah, he was uh, likable. Yeah, I think the like he, when I heard that he was not great to work with, that I, I was like, I don't know if disappointed is the right word, but he just seemed so like, he's like effortlessly cool in movies like Iron Man, and I loved him in Hustle and Flow, um, mm-hmm. and I've seen him on like, maybe not Tonight Show, but Tonight Show ask appearances, and he. Um, like he's really smart too. Like he's really involved in this. Like, um, basically, he's something about like pressurizing, like making cubic zirconia style, like diamonds, like pressurizing things. And I don't know. Clearly, I know what I'm talking about. He just—it's a shame because he seems like smart, cool, makes good movies, and but. I've just by all accounts, because he, I also know um, from some people who worked for uh, one of the shows he was shooting, he was shooting in Chicago for a little bit, and they were like, yeah, he's, he's the absolute worst. Mm. So, yeah, but, but, and that's not just like one person's opinion either, like from from a couple people, I've heard that, and it sucks. It sucks when people are mean. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, well. Oh, well. well that's cool that the show like, yeah. How long was it? 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, Quick. It's not, is it serialized or just, just a one I one think off? it was a one-off. But All right. Yeah. It's, uh, and actually, I think Fox did it. So if you have, like, direct like TV Fox or something, or yeah, you something. could probably. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's, it's stupid fun, man. Like it, it's definitely not like uh, some brilliant subversive comedy, but I just, you know, had an afternoon free, enjoyed it. So, gotcha. Well, all right. Um, very good. Um, so, God damn it, I don't even know how to get into this movie. So the second movie, uh, Fredo asked us to look at. 
Um, and like I said, I had a little bit more time than you did this week, so I dove into both. Um, is Mandy from 2018, mm-hmm. uh, starring Nicolas Cage and Adria Rosen, Rise, Rise, Bra, Rise, Bra, and Rise, Linus Roach, Roach, Road. Mm-hmm. Um, so. All right. I ask you to look at a bunch of Black Sabbath cover arts. Mm, okay. Before we started recording. This movie feels like all those cover arts come to life. <laughs> this movie is super it felt, you know what it is? It, it um and I think this is the one. It's like um, if Eli Roth and it had done like, eh, maybe not even that. It this felt like a little bit more accessible neon demon. Mm, okay. Uh, it had that kind of feel. Very long, weird takes. Um, uh, uh, it, it, well, it opens up. It, um, Nicholas Cage is this like lumberjack uh, guy who works out in the fields or in the in not in the fields, obviously, but in the woods, cutting down woods or cutting down trees. But goes home to this like, um, it feels like it's like in the like the Pacific Northwest. Um, he goes home to this this house that's. All, all, pretty much all windows, mm-hmm. and he has the love of his life, right? Um, and this takes place in 1983, and there's there's all these little interludes of just straight up just long synth uh, over. Over, over, um, underlying synth notes mm-hmm. or soundtrack, which is like static shock or shots of them just laying there or, um, uh, with very little dialogue. Like I, I wasn't sure I liked. The, well, I didn't. I didn't like this movie till the second half, and mm-hmm. I'm. I'm, sh- I'm still not sure if I like this movie or hate this movie or love this movie. I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. it's um, it goes from like Neon Demon to it, you know what it is. It's a mix between Neon Demon and like um, Army of Darkness. Mm. Um, or, or and I, they have some. Uh, it, it it I I don't. I'm not doing it justice because I'm stammering and stuttering over everything I say, but visually it's very um, arresting. Um, it you, you can't help but watch and like wait for the next thing to happen. But in the middle of watching this like long static sh- shot, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm so bored. And all of a sudden something happens and you're like, okay, well I'm ready for the next right. boring thing. That's going to be, um, that's going to make me feel like I want to, and, um, 
artistic is an understatement when it comes to this movie or what they were trying for. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like a B-horror movie as well. So, like, I'm not sure what the filmmaker was doing. Um, it was done by Panos Cosmatos, whose dad did some... Uh, he was the director of, like, Tombstone and all. Like, he's the son of a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I don't know how, really... Like I said, if I... So with thoroughbreds, I was thoroughbreds. I was expecting a lot and got a little in return. This I was expecting very little and got a lot in return. Hmm. Can't say that I liked it, but I enjoyed it. Okay. If if that you know, if that makes sense, like I yeah. I it was worth the wait or the worth the sizzle or whatever it is. It's um there's a a cult that comes in. There's some like. Clive Barker-ish kind of Hellraiser characters that come into it as well. There's <laughs> chainsaw scenes. There's uh, a lot of gore. Um, it, it's a revenge flick. Uh, God, it 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 is. It's really fascinating. I but I would <laughs> never like recommend this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't even know if I'd recommend it to you. Well, I think actually I would recommend it to you just to see what you could take away from it. Because I, like I said, I'm still not sure. I'm waiting for someone to tell me whether I like this or not. <laughs> and I'm uh, afraid if you can, uh, yeah, you can. God damn it! You still hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> We're back. All right. Sweet. Um, Fredo, if you uh, want to direct email me and tell me what you think because i uh, i am pliable on this one like you can tell me this is a really good movie and i'd say yeah you're right or you tell me this is a bad movie and it's like yeah yeah you're right <laughs> i i'm not sure <laughs> you like this movie i liked this movie <laughs> yeah um yeah so uh if you're i would say for you andrew you probably should watch this movie just because it is arresting, yeah. As far as the um, the visuals go, and like I said, if you you, you know the the cover of Paranoid, the album cover, yeah, it's very simple. But that, if you put that to life, like if if that was just one second of a movie, <laughs> it would feel like this would be that movie. It always it kind of makes me think of that like chime noise maybe chime isn't the right word but that noise with the uh the the uh five billion dollar man or six billion dollar man i'm sorry oh the the yeah yeah so yeah i don't i don't know if i've even explained it right honestly you you sold me like i i feel like even if it's not good it's like weird enough that i need to Visually worth it, Um, and I think it's like one of those choose-your-own-adventure books. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to, I mean, I'm sure there's allegories and metaphors and all the shit that, you know, directors try to do Mm -hmm. to make their, you know, their stuff relevant. Um, Maybe there's something there. 
I usually don't get into that. I, like that's something I don't, I don't, unless you tell me what it's what the allegory is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick up on it unless it beats me over the head with it. This is a. I, I think it's more like maybe an homage to like seventies movies because it felt like a seventies movie at some point, especially the um, even though it was based in the eighties, it, it, it felt like a seventies B movie, just really, really well done. Nice. You know? Um, yeah. So from there, uh, Mandy, uh, not streaming anywhere except for where uh, a, a select few can uh, mm-hmm. access it. Yes, yes. Um, I do appreciate uh, Fredo extending that to us. Um, that is awesome. I just, I will watch it. I just didn't have an opportunity this week. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, I guess with that, we uh, have the uh, the main event. Wow, I have. I think I do it all the time, but I'm noticing tonight how many times I've been mid-sentence and just decided to grab a swig of beer. That's well, that's what it's all about. Pauses. Dramatic pauses. All right. Um, so let's get into Hold the Dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do it. Um why don't you uh, take it away on the description? Okay. Uh, so, Hold the Dark um, is the fourth movie directed by Jeremy Saulnier, who we've talked a lot about um, through the life of this podcast, um, even recently with Murder Party, um, I believe mm. last week. So, uh, both were, um, we're both pretty invested in his. Uh, his career at this point, um, as far as interest, um, and Megan Blair as well, who was the uh, screenplay writer uh, for this, who you would recognize as the um, one of the actors in all of Saulnier's movies, including this one. And mm-hmm. he also wrote, uh, I don't feel wrote and directed I don't feel at home in this world anymore which was yes. a Netflix original from last year I believe um that if I remember I really enjoyed if I'm remembering correctly I did too both yes. did. yeah awesome uh so I feel like uh needless to say we we're both really looking forward to this um mm-hmm. this is uh a story about uh after the deaths of three children suspected to be killed by wolves Writer Russell Core is hired by the parents of a missing six-year-old boy to track down and locate their son in the Alaskan wilderness. Um, and that guy they hire is Jeffrey Wright, who plays Russell Core. Um, and uh, what is the mom's name? The actress who plays the. Oh, um, uh, yeah, it's, oh, um, God, uh, Riley Cahill, Cahill. Okay. Yeah. Riley Cahill is the mom. Um, Alexander Skarsgård is the dad. And, uh, I guess, uh, I guess, uh, go from there. Yes. All right. So on the count of three, say either you loved it or hated it. Ready? One, mm. two, three. 
I guess hated loved it. it. I wouldn't say I I wouldn't uh, say hated it, but since you only gave me two options, since you only gave me two options, I would pick hated it. All right. Um, I would say, and that's kind of why I made a point to give it that that build up in the beginning between Sonya and Macon Blair. Um, I think this movie is a, it, my opinion of this movie is a victim of my expectations of this movie. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it, okay. If anything, it is, um, there's two things that I could take away, like two words. It is, or three words, mm-hmm. visually stunning mm-hmm. and bleak. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those are, uh, I- so they're. I agree with both unlike, of those. Unlike, I don't feel. Oh no! Oh shit! All right, you lose I'm, me. I'm here. Right. Yeah, I just. I um, said unlike. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. All right. Unlike that, I uh, unlike um, Murder Party or Green Room or mm-hmm. Blue Ruin, there is zero humorness. There's no fun. Yeah, there's, you know, there's nothing to smile at. Mm-hmm. Where all those other movies had like um, bumbling uh, criminals or yeah. bumbling heroes, um, uh, just like like satire mm-hmm. or uh, fun, making fun of uh, life's you know um, dichotomy, you know, the the good and the bad, or the you know the way we're supposed to act and all that stuff. All those movies had it. This movie had none of that, which is is disappointing because that's I was looking for more of that with this movie. But yeah. if I can, if I can separate myself from that expectation, this movie was like Jeffrey Wright was great. Um, I did well. You know, I, I didn't. You didn't like him. I just I found the acting across the board. Oh, no. I don't want to say Jeffrey, uh, just Jeffrey Wright, but I, I, I thought the acting, everyone was really like wooden, and like like every there, a lot of the line delivery was just like really stiff, um, and I I can't figure out if that was a, because um, I think that's one of the things, and we we talk about the fun in in other uh, Jeremy Sonier movies, um, uh, definitely. Um, is able to get good performances um, from people. So I don't know. So I guess maybe I'm just trying to unpack this in my head. If it was an intentional decision or, um, or, or if something just veered left, but I, I felt like all the performances were really stiff. Well, okay. So, I mean, I get that, especially from Alexander Sarsgaard. I, I don't think he bad. can do anything else. Oh. Yeah. He, he was terrible. Like yeah. that was just the worst. Like I didn't like his character yeah. one bit. His character, um, um, <laughs> the best thing about his character was it, it gave you some like just classic like slasher movie shots. Yeah, really. Um, right. But other it than felt that, like Jason or Michael or Freddy. It yeah. was that, um, or well, yeah, um, just that unrelenting. Mm-hmm. He will get you, kind of thing. It was it was pretty sweet that way. Um, I mean, he probably had what fifteen lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, but I I love Jeffrey Wright. I love the uh, the James Badge Dale. I thought he was really good in it. The the 
I he was very human. I I thought um, uh, Riley Keough was her misery and her loss at the beginning of this movie, mm-hmm. like her, like the way she uh, portrayed her, just her utter uh, hopelessness at the beginning of this movie, I thought mm-hmm. was really good. Um, I don't want to say anything really about the end of it because that'll, that'll yeah. spoil some stuff because I, I think this movie is a, worth watching for our listeners. Um, and I don't want to ruin anything. I, I don't know that you can, well, it, this movie takes a bunch of turns. Yeah. And that's another thing too, is I felt like it took, um, I felt like it, it kind of took you on a ride and it, uh, the destination might not have been worth it. Well, that I loved it till I didn't. It is what I yeah I, I think about yeah. this movie because it like it left me wanting and like and again I'm not good with metaphors or whatever they're trying to tell me I didn't know what this movie was telling what what it wanted to tell me at the end mm-hmm. I I didn't I had no idea like <laughs> I was I was kind of confused by no what yeah I I feel kind of like honestly a little misled by just the whole. But I don't think I what I what I what I choose to do is mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's the right thing or wrong thing, but like I love this movie right up to that point, which it shouldn't take away from the rest of that movie. Like I loved right. it. Like I thought I like I really really it had me on the edge of my seat. Like I had to interrupt it a, like two times because I had to get the kid a bath and mm-hmm. and do certain like and I couldn't wait to come back down, which makes me feel really guilty. Um, you know. Um, you know, one instead of it's a sign of a good kid. movie. So yeah, 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 exactly. Instead of hanging out with my kid, I wanted to come back and finish watching the film. Um, uh, but and there were some jarring, jarring scenes in this. Like um, you know the, you know the, the machine gun scene. Yeah, was I mean, I mean. It it came out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. maybe yes or no if it's justified, but goddamn, it was tense. Yeah, I I feel like it it felt tacked on to from something altogether different. Yes, um, and that's what I mean. It, it, this movie kept you it kept me on my seat. Like I was wait like I, every time like it it had like six or seven different acts. Yeah, and I think that's for me. It just felt like I I was just kind of like all right, what. What the hell? Like, uh, almost immediately when they all of a sudden um, cut to uh, Alexander Skarsgård as a soldier. Yeah, that was a... I I was just kind of immediately like, okay, this is weird. Um, and then I, I, it kind of... I guess the movie just never got its hooks in me, honestly. Um, because right. I remember thinking and wanting to bring this up... Um, there's only two types of soldiers in in movies, and yeah. obviously that's not true. There's been plenty great nuanced performances, but in, there's there seems to be it's either the uh, the guy who uh, the the Chris Kyle who um, in American Sniper, where Bradley Cooper's character was just there. He's there to war, 
yeah. or the guy who uh or the guy who you could see muttering to himself like what are we actually doing here mm. and i felt like that's what scarzard's character was i was like ah mm-hmm. so yeah it was kind of just uh, and i felt like most of the movie i was kind of just either trying to make sense of what service this scene has to the plot or my mind was kind of wandering um <laughs> thinking about other movies um and uh yeah i just the um the shootout scene was pretty well choreographed but i couldn't help but think like it's one guy in a turret versus 10 trained officials with firearms like it's just it felt like i don't know like the scene in in itself well shot well executed um there's uh one really particularly good use of and especially if it's practical effects just great gore um but other than that i was i just kind of felt like how how good is this guy with a gun or how much well, better is he than listen, all these man, trained officers? You, like, uh, I think, like, I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, I, and if it took you out of it, mm-hmm. totally get it. But like, we know what like one highly motivated person can do, even if with no training can do to, you know, I mean, just in the last couple of years, we've seen, you know, shit go down in mm-hmm. schools and nightclubs and all and at, you know, at places where, you know, the police don't know how to react to that kind of firepower. You know what right. I mean? Right. But and the difference between those things being, like, this is one guy perched against 10, you know, highly armed officers versus, like, a, I mean, I understand. I understand what you're I understand your point. But I just, I felt like I got to the point where, because it was like a 13-minute scene. It was just mm. like. Yeah. I, I can see if I don't it, know. Yeah, this movie lost me within it. 15 minutes, and and I I uh, that's that that sucks because yeah. I I was hoping I re- you'd jump on with me. Cause... I was I was, and like I said, I might be a a victim of my expectations, but I I was just so ready to love this movie, and and um. I guess to, to be completely fair to this movie and and completely honest is I I abandoned it pretty quickly. No, I mean you're you're lining up with a bunch of the people because like I was looking on the reviews like because I I looked up or I wanted to log it into my MDB you know my watch list or you know yeah. on 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 my stuff and it like it is getting crushed like if you look at some of the reviews like you are going to go through like a ton and this is so stupid like like people giving it one out of ten is like how bad it is like no really no and that's really? the thing is there's there's definitely plenty of value um, in um, the visuals alone yeah that, I, that's it's just shot beautifully that's just yeah that's just you know, outrage culture. I yeah. think um, it's it's so stupid. Yeah. Like you, uh, yeah. But yeah. I, uh, like, I I really liked it. I really really liked it. It mm. just up to the point where I didn't I didn't know where it was going. And the like, but it that shouldn't take away from the rest of the movie. Like it kept me on the edge of my seat. It kept turning. It didn't like 
I didn't know where it was going next. It's especially it, like it, it, when you said about it going to, like it goes to, you know, Iraq mm-hmm. or wherever, you know, wherever it is, you know, um, that was a left turn that I wasn't expecting. And it, and I think that really set the tone for the rest of the movie for me that it, it kept changing uh, like where I thought it was going, it would just shift and shift mm-hmm. and shift and shift. And, uh, I will give it credit for that. I, I really like, I gave this an eight. Um, okay. I liked it that much. Um, I gave it a five because I couldn't give it a five and a half. Mm. But, um, yeah, now I'm looking at, there's some really weird, <laughs> there's some really like good, like you can tell people are on their kind of like, think that they're, uh, professionals when they get on here um hold the dark holds all the right pieces but drifts away into incoherent ambiguity thank you condemned dash soul <laughs> how about boring and baffling by g Bortle? <laughs> i this one actually is interesting or, or a movie about incest yeah i didn't get that um <laughs> one out of ten by yeah. mary doyle mary doyle what are you talking about? Yeah, I think you might be projecting. I think you're about incest, Mary. Uh, <laughs> Two hours of my of my life that I will never get back. Um, Wolf, I do. Wolf Snow and a lot of suspenseful music. That's about it. Let's should give yeah. it a two. I I like this one. Um, I like the idea of this one. Uh, it says, "Please re-edit this movie." Um, all the parts are there, good acting, engaging characters, no. great this nature scenes, and a this great is... story that ended up being a little too cryptic. Movie held my attention because I didn't want to miss that. Yeah. I, I, I'll dispute that. It I was would say fine. you could, I would say you could edit at least a half hour out of this. No, you're... but I mean, you could cut down just the shootout scene easily trim down five minutes of that. And it's still like, I don't know. Um, I, I just, I don't, I strongly disagree with, um, all these people that are saying it's a waste of time and like anyone who gives this a one, I think has either only seen like a handful of like masterworks or is just being like aggressively reactionary. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I need to. Or, or being sensational. Yeah, I need I need to tear this one. Uh, yet another stinker from Netflix. And Netflix movies haven't been great, um, but to say that like ne- Netflix is doing like nothing but bad things is insane. Yeah, yeah, it does some great. Oh, I mean, another one. Yeah. Oh, let me um, off off topic, but. On on uh, Netflix, the second half of season two of Luke Cage is worth the price of admission. Oh yeah, yeah. For, from like episode seven on, it just like ramps it up, and at pretty much, I was like, eh, I really liked Daredevil. I really liked um, the first season of Jessica Jones, um, but other than that, I just it. I think it hits heights that. I haven't seen since the first season of Daredevil. Okay. So, um, but yeah, like it's, it's ridiculous to, to like give it one star 
yeah, it's would mean that it's the absolute like. Well, that that, that may, I mean, if you're looking on instead of uh, if you're looking at a mean diagram, mm-hmm. you know, you get rid of the ones and the tens, right? And you sure. focus on, you know, what's in between there. Yeah. Yes, and uh, the one that I saw that I like the most is an atmospheric success that is far from perfect, because I I would totally agree with that. It mm-hmm. like atmosphere like it felt bleak it was meant to be bleak yeah um it was there was some uh the tone of it was just uh and like i said before i'm not good with allegories or whatever they're trying to say uh but and i actually think that well one of the allegories i did pick up on in this in this movie was this that that gun scene was like sometimes the police just can't to every, they can't be there for everybody. You know, like when we, you know, ask, or you oh, know, the, we ask about like these school shootings and all that stuff. Like even if the police are there, yeah, sometimes that, they're the, just not equipped for a crazy person. Well, you know the, what I mean? The conversation they had leading up to the shooting was effective, right? Um, I'm just looking at my other like, I think blue, um, blue ruin is still my favorite. Sonya movie um so far <laughs> but like well okay so you said like uh the atmosphere and the tone bleak and dark and cold like right there that is that was definitely a goal that's a goal achieved how could you give a movie that succeeded tonally how is that a one i don't know yes I just think yeah. it's ri- I I just think it's it's ridiculous overreacting, um, and yeah, I don't. I mean, the it's got eight thousand uh, user scores. It's at five point seven. I'm a little below that, um, but yeah, I mean, this movie doesn't deserve to just get trashed like that like i i honestly want to know what what other oh am i able to do that actually like i want to know what other movies you're what are these like great movies that you're seeing that this is a one oh yeah look and see what their history is of yeah yeah that'd be a good idea hold the feet to the fire that kind of thing yeah um all right so mary has rated 13 titles um oh i like this one two yeah one, two, one, one, three. Mary Doyle. One, this is it. One, three. She gave the hateful eight a three. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. ooh. <laughs> well, she said it has nothing to do with the wolves. <laughs> she has a wolf mm. dream catcher somewhere wow. in her trailer. So she has only rated two movies above five. Above three, actually. Um, Embryo from 1976. Uh, A scientist doing experiments on a human fetus discovers a method method to accelerate the fetus. Fetus? Why am I bad at that? Into a mature adult in just a few days. However, the adult fetus turns into a homicidal psychopath. (laughs) And looks for a new formula to prevent aging to prevent her from aging further okay 
Uh, sure. And that that movie is trending at a five. Um, I've I've never heard of it, but I'm kind of curious to be honest. Um, and it's on Prime Video. Uh, and then uh, Stillwater. Yes, um, she gave that a good one. Yeah. That seems like a religious movie. Mm. Mm. Oh, Axe Kicker 78. I want to see what it is. He's done more reviews. Yeah, but she's only rated 13 movies, and almost all of them were ones. Why are you watching? I mean, first off, do you not know? <laughs> Like, Dude, is it possible? Is it possible that these are bots? Yeah. Um, because, like, uh, that, remember that there was a whole thing with that Gaudi movie that came out earlier this year? Yeah. Where there was a bunch of people, yep. either bots or people paid to do it? Yes. Um, well, I heard that there's something going on with Venom right now, too. Where, see, like, which, by uh, all accounts, not Sharon a great movie, Ven- but. Nine four three six seven. Mm-hmm. That's this is her only review. Hold the dark. One out of one out of ten. Yeah. Uh, Axe Kicker seventy eight. That is a that is a great name. Sharon Bell. You. David. Um, David Gosling. Mem- that's insane. That's it's, only one review. IMDb I'm member for box. two years and four months. That must be like. Yeah, they must have found. Either they've been in lying in wait. Or laser burn. If laser okay, burns so, a bot, I will just freak out. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, laser burn. Laser burn seems kind of real. Yeah, but he his favorite his he gave a ten out of ten to Cloud Atlas, a nine out of ten to uh, Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nine out of ten to Get Out. Five yeah. to Total Recall. <laughs> I think oh, we found man. Some. We oh, might have stumbled on Frank. Frank W. You know Frank W. Yeah. Uh, this is his own review. One out of ten. This these are bots, dude. I'm telling you. It's like. It's weird because I mean I don't know how to do stuff like this. I bet you. T- but like Dan- dangerous Danish. Oh six five oh three five oh nine. See our reviews. One review, one out of ten. What's going on? Yeah, I don't know. I it's so weird because I'm looking at like Techno Mage, zero zero one. Um, Lars Meister, one. member member since two thousand seven. That's a, and I know that like people who are good at with shit, good with computer or words um they can do this stuff but it's just so weird to me that, why like, they, why why do this thing mike because these people's ratings like techno mage has been a member for 11 years and he's rated 33 movies my watch list has 128 movies in it um, right that's like those are movies i plan on watching my I've rated 723 movies. Yeah. What's it's something's going on. Yeah. We're going to uncover this. Guys. No, this is this Just is weird. Um oh, I've been a member since 2014. Nice. Ooh, and I got an award. I've taken 10 polls. Nice. Mhm. 
Usually you just get a uh, sore anus for that. Poo girl. Um, poo girl? She gave it a 4 out of 10, but this mm. is her only review. So weird. Poo girl. <laughs> WTF. <laughs> That's a great review. Uh, um, so thanks. weird. Yes. So I'm so confused. Were the parents actually wolf spirits? Why'd they dig up the dead kid? Would that old lady steal his boots? Why? Oh, why? <laughs> I'm sad that I'll never get that. Yes, I've also seen this a lot. The whole like two hours back thing. Yeah, my wasted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cinema clown. I bet you this guy. He's got a lot on here. Oh yeah, clown. He's a big reviewer. Oh yeah, he's got a bunch. Oh yeah, cinema clown. Remember since oh eight. Yeah, it, it, if you see member since like September of this year, mm-hmm. yeah, what the hell? Anyways, um, I guess I guess to uh, to break this down and I guess put a put a bow on it. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I would suggest it to a lot of people if you like uh, good cinematography, if you like um, atmosphere, if you like, I don't know. Uh, I for me, good acting. I would definitely, definitely recommend it. I ha- already have recommended it to a couple people. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother, for one. Um, and I'm I'm uh, I'm sad that you didn't like it. Not, you know. Yeah, I'm um, I'm. I'm <laughs> I mean, I, I think no one ever likes to not like a movie, but I I feel like, um, it was a waste almost of like two hours. yeah, uh, two hours. I'll never get back. I feel like uh, a traitor to my country almost like I, this is a guy is as soon as people were like, oh, I saw Green Room. I'm like, you need to watch Blue Ruin. He's got another mm. movie coming out this September. Like, um, so and I don't I don't feel like it's necessarily like, oh, I feel bad. I told a bunch of people about it. I, I just I was I really wanted this to be great. And, uh, like, like I, I said, I mean, honestly, my review, definitely a grain of salt. Uh, the caveat with that being that like, I just, it is a victim of my expectations. I think. Yeah. Um, um, partly I, I don't think that, um, Hey, well, that's just, that's yeah. just your opinion guy. Exactly. And I don't think like, Oh, if I had zero expectations, I would give this movie a 10, but, um yeah yeah i think that i really wanted this to be amazing uh but yeah another netflix piece of trash two hours of my life wasted never get those two hours back uh yeah not really (laughs) i'm looking at this one guys billy hake (laughs) they're so funny all right so he's got one two three four Five movies reviewed. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Hold the Dark is one. Final Destiny is another one. The Invisible Guest. Finishing on 7th Street. And One Dead Man, Six Suspects. 65 million. So movies we've never heard of. Mm-hmm. What, how many movies I say you did? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All, all but one are ones. Mm-hmm. And The Invisible Guest is a ten. So I'm guessing he might have had something. <laughs> yeah, maybe he directed the invisible cast. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I mean, we might have stumbled onto something there. Yeah. Because it's, it's weird that... Um, Oh, so I, I found a I found a seemingly real guy. He's rated one thousand three hundred twenty four. Wow. Oh, there you go. But he also made a dream cast of Fifty Shades of Grey. So that's weird. Oh, you, like no. you know how you can do lists. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, he's. That's weird. He is definitely Either. one of those guys who thinks that they're a uh, journalist. <laughs> Sierra Burgess is a loser. Sierra Burgess was indeed a loser. Ambiguous slow burn. Hmm. Well, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's up to you guys to tell us what you think of it. Yeah. It's streaming free for, on Netflix. If you have Netflix, I guess it's not streaming free, free but uh, check it out. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's all I got for it. Yeah. I think, I think we've kicked this horse. I definitely want to. Yeah. Please want to hear from people about this one. Yeah. So. And if we have always talked about always want to hear from people. Um, please go listen to our other podcast if you uh, yeah. if you'd like a little bit of. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it mundane, but it's the the trivia. It's following the life of two Pour guys over the minutia. The minutia of life. That's right. But it's mm-hmm. always entertaining, always fun. <laughs> well, and thank you. I've been listening since episode 29, so Not eat it. <laughs> uh, Master's Ed. Oh, gauntlet. Yes. Uh, but uh, check it out. It's the Mavs podcast. Thank you. Thank um, you. And if you, uh, if you like uh, a, a, mo- or a podcast that's, that is into shedding a little bit of weight, a little weight loss podcast, <laughs> Uh, you should listen to uh, <laughs> Span the Void because it's only getting better since we got skinnier. Um, this week, uh, check out. We went. We oh, we're on our way to go to a scary place, and the 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 ride there is is quite fun. Uh, it's uh, the Davidsburg Road episode is fun to listen to, and uh, but yeah, check that out. And then we go to Fill the Screams after that. For so stay tuned. So nice. please check those out. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the plugs, and mm-hmm. we'll be back. Yes. Uh, yeah. We'll be back next week, guy. Mm-hmm. That's a weird effect at the end, right? Guy. Effect. Yeah. Hey, guy. Hey, guy. <laughs> like very just. Yeah. Anyways, bye, guy. Bye. <laughs>